You finished right as I unmuted the audio. So, darn. No one will ever know. Hello, and welcome to Hidden Abyss, a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons campaign setting. My name is Crash. I'll be your DM for the evening. Tonight I am joined by a laundry list of individuals. This is so cool. Not all of them are sir appearing in this film. But we've got Ellie, Eo, Jen's hanging out, Matt, Millie's hanging out, Eric, Cindy, Archbeth, has, a wild Archbeth has appeared. While I was saying who was here, that's when she showed up. I have no problem with this whatsoever. And we are again blessed and or cursed with that glorious thing called page time. So um, there's a small burb right here. I'm going to go over and ask it what happened last week. Okay, 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 okay. So first of all, um, hi. Paige says hi. Paige says hi. How are you guys doing? Hello, hello, hello. Okay, hello. okay, okay. So Paige, Paige just wants to make sure everyone said hi because in the in the last session, Orc Mom sent a message and didn't say Paige says hi, but the person that she sent the message to knew that I was there and said hi to Paige anyway. I knew I had friends. So... Anyway, so 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 last time, last time, um, um, so you know they were like, oh my gosh, fire elemental, and then that, and then all of a sudden Mo walked up to him. I don't trust Mo. I know that Mo is one tricky dude, and he wanted my magic stuff, and I don't trust him. But anyway, um, so uh, but anyways, Mister Mister Dude walks up, and he's like. Hello, I am Mo. And they're like, uh, and they're like, he's like, mm, he's all wavy and not really like good. But yeah, so he's like, <laughs> see fire has attacked this town and I don't like it because the place where I like to get drunk is gone and that makes me mad. And they're like, valid. And Eric's like, valid. And then, and then they're like, so what? And then he's like, boom, here's an orb. And it like lets him control dragons. And like, how many orbs are there to control specific creatures? Like, that's really cool. I kind of want one. Can I make an orb to control my hands better? Like my super undead hands named Carl, Carl no. Jr. and Hardy's. They're the best. Anyway, um, yeah. So they got this orb that lets them control dragons, which is like super cool because I want to control dragons. Imagine what I could do with dragon teeth. Anyway, so. They get this orb, and they're like, cool. And then they go into that volcano that I wanted to go into. But it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. So they go in there, and they see the big red dragon. And he's like, I'm a dragon. And they're like, ah, dragon. And Mazir, for some weird reason, stabs its eye out and doesn't give it to me. Like, I want to research an eye. But anyway, so they do that, and the dragon's like, um, excuse me, that was rude. And they're like, yeah, it was. So, like, he's like, y'all, y'all gotta make it up to me. And he's there like, that's valid. And so Mazir's like, okay, how about eye for an eye? How about I stab my eye out because I stabbed your eye out? And they're like, hmm, yeah. But then scary, scary magic girl is like, I can do magic and make you another eye. And the dragon's like, hmm. Cool. And they're like, so you make me an eye, and then I stab out your eye anyway. And they're like, boo! So there's that. Um, and they do that. And But before Mazir stabs the eye out, they're like, no, no, no. Get, make me the eye first, and then we'll stab the eye out. And they're like, okay. So then they go, and then Mazir um, has a bad day. I think that, like, I don't know. They got the... Um, 
the Fahim level of charisma because they kept trying to um, sell this really shiny dagger that was really pretty and awesome. And I don't know why they were selling it um, for money and like kept failing. But then they were like, oh my gosh, we need a gem to make an eye because obviously eyes are the gem into your soul. And then they were like, we can just use the gem and to make an eye. And they're like, ho, ho, ho. And yeah, and that's what happened. Also, Paige says hi. And Paige was right because there was an evil thing talked about. And you want to know what that evil thing is? The Kraken. It's the Kraken. Okay? It's the Kraken. Paige out. <laughs> Glorious. <laughs> that does sum it up pretty much. And, and so basically, also, the dragon. Gotcha. Yeah, also, breath, also, uh, also the dragon the is looking. The dragon's looking through Mazir's um, eyes like a GoPro. So don't forget to subscribe to the Mazir channel and ring that notification bell for updates. Seeing so you know, all the times that she goes live, which should be twenty four seven, because if she dies, the Raven Queen's going to have some questions. Uh, being the goddess of death and all, she doesn't necessarily give up her followers frequently when they pass on, shirk off the mortal coil. So, all of this has happened. Thank you so much, Millie, for this, by the way. Thank you. I've started cutting these out and putting them out there on the internet by themselves because they're glorious in their own right. Um, so yeah, all this has happened. In addition, um, a couple things happen. I, I'm going to say that you all get a long rest before this session starts. Um, so go ahead and press that glorious long rest button if you wish to. Then double check your okay. hit points to make sure that your hit point total is the house rule total, which is your maximum number of hit points possible. Because for some character sheets still, it's taking it back down to a lower number. Page was down to 30 hit points in the last oh. session, which is fun. It's not like I have anything that fights you that does more than 30 points of damage in a single attack. Not too many of those. Okay, a significant number of those. A non-zero number of those. Um, Mazir has the strong desire to read some more out of the Book of Doom because there are some additional prophecies that have been added in there, some additional entries, if you will, some addendums, some errata. Um, but there's also the the little uh, bit of business, the, the, the old business from last quarter about a particular orb that was given to them on loan. Uh, the party was acting as curator for the orb, but it's probably time to return it to the current owner. So, Bryn. I was muted. Sorry about that. Yes? Quite all right. I muted myself during page time as well, because otherwise I would have been interrupting by just laughing the entire time. So would I. Although I do appreciate that when Paige was talking about getting an orb that controlled undead, we just hear Bryn going, no. <laughs> yes, I unmuted myself for that. Yeah, that was chef's kiss. Perfect. Well, that said, um, at some point when you are out and about for some errand or other or just getting some fresh air or something, um, we don't need to determine exactly the reason for that, uh, you are approached by a familiar tiefling. Well, familiar by this point. Hello there, Bryn. Well, I take it you're here to retrieve your orb? It would be nice to have as much of the set as I've procured, yes. And you have, I believe, solved the little dragon problem that was troubling the town. So, it's about time. I don't like having them, let's say, out and about in the world. Well, we did have a deal. And Brennan hands it back over. 
He holds it up and looks at it. You didn't use this, did you? Good eye. Oh, there's nothing about this orb that tells me if it's been used or not. You could be lying to me right now, and I really wouldn't know other than my ability to roll high on insight checks. I just, <laughs> I just had a feeling that you've perhaps put a certain part of your life behind you at this point. Good on you. The last time this orb was used, it was used on an associate of mine. The person who used it failed miserably. It was not exactly a weak associate. Uh, they paid for it with their life, and this came into my possession. And I decided these really shouldn't be out of because I don't like having things like this come back and inconvenience friends. Of and he goes and he puts it into his bag. You solved another problem for me recently as well, on a related note. Did we? Yes. These orbs aren't the only things that have the ability to take free will away. The orbs, they work on a temporary basis. You can give one command and then it's an effort to give another. But there's older magic that can do a lot worse. And you got rid of it for me. I didn't even have to ask. Thank you for that. Yes, I'm sure this is all going according to your plan. Oh, it didn't go according to my plan at all. Not at all, I assure you. I got what I wanted in the end. The gem is gone. It caused a lot more heartache and grief than I intended. My bar is still burned down. It will take them quite some time to rebuild, even with some assistance from me. But, as they say, you can't argue with results. That's a lie, by the way. You can argue with results a lot. <laughs> still, I would much rather a different associate of mine had brought me the gem instead. That would have caused a lot less grief. I heard he's not doing so well lately. I expect not now. Well, you've met him more recently than I have. One Mr. Long. And here I thought you'd uh, had a change of heart after... I honestly have no idea what you're talking about. What? You haven't been the one um, making bargains with that gem? Well, not with it, with it. Obviously, it wasn't sapient, but using it putting as, it on the table, using it as a good or service to procure additional wealth and power for myself. Why, yes, I have had a change up since I sold it to one finagle flea bottom. Oh, quite some time ago, which is why I sent young Mister Long to go and get it back, and he didn't do a very good job of that. He was very sure of himself, and somewhat fell under its thrall. Ah. But not before Mr. Fleabottom caught wise to me wanting it back and kind of sort of went underground a bit, made it much more difficult for me to find him. And then you came along, and young Mazir, and you took care of that problem for me as well. I am honestly very grateful for that, although I'm kind of shocked at how much fire Mazir chose to use. Well, not that shocked. In any case... It has been known to happen. Yes. Yes, I'm sure. You know, mm. Sanctimonious, you could say I'm an old friend of this family. I've known him since he was, and he holds his hand out to show how high Sanctimonious was when he first met him, but he moves it like down and up, and so there's a range of about two feet that he's giving. <laughs> like, just so, it was, oh, it was, it was a while ago. I don't remember exactly how tall he was at the time, but a uh, like I said, old acquaintance of the family. I am very sorry to hear that he's not doing so well. And in all honesty, I've been somewhat keeping my distance from him because I, I'm i the impetus for him losing 30, 40 years 
of his life, and I don't know how he feels about that. I imagine not good. He was there because I asked him. I have a bargain, to use a word that you've used, that I'm willing to make with between myself and your party. And what would that bargain be? I have in my collection a variety of alchemical concoctions. One might have surmised that I'm far older than I look. This is in part because one can occasionally make a potion that, well, there are some essential oil salespeople who will say that they can take years off your life. I found something that actually does it. I could give Sanctimonious 40 years of his life back. Now, such a potion does, of course, not go cheaply. The materials themselves are far more than you and your party have available to you currently. Give you a few more years, that'll probably change. But I don't think Mr. Long has that long. So, what I propose is that you do a favor for me, and in doing that favor, as a reward, I give you a potion that restores a bit of Sanctimonious's youth and vigor, and perhaps a bit more soundness of mind. Also, what the DM doesn't that? want a NPC that he really enjoys to go away, but this is fourth wall breaking. Uh, what's the favor? Oh, well, I've got more than one on my list that needs to be done, and good associates are very hard to come by these days. Uh, there's, there is the matter of the fifth orb of dragon control. I mentioned that I knew where it was. It's currently being kept in Coombridge by a band of adventurers who also helped with the whole orbs being used against an associate of mine thing. Um, they didn't know that they were helping me at the time, but most people don't. Uh, as luck would have it, they're off having a reunion of sorts currently. Something about a world tour, but not this world. Uh, I was given a card for it, and he, he pulls out a little card that says, I totally know Daldane, and he puts it away again. But I'm too busy to go. Uh, so there aren't many people keeping an eye on it right now. You could probably go in and make some kind of bargain or do what you do. Mazir is quite capable in a wide variety of areas. And help me complete my set. It'd be one less thing out there that we'd have to worry about. Would that sound amenable to you? Um, okay, so, um, out of character, I kind of have a problem here. Well... Because I know what Zeely would do with that orb. And Mo doesn't. He knows that it's, that the Cobalt are based in Coombridge, and he knows that they've gone off at this point to go and do something. And, by the way, this is a slightly different time period than where the Cobalt game is right now, so we can say that this is something that could possibly be happening in that interim. Um... But he doesn't know its exact placement. So it's quite possible that Zili took the orb with her. He doesn't think that that's something Zili would do. Oh, the gun. Okay, so my issue here <laughs> is that Bryn doesn't know any of this. Oh, no. Bryn I, the player, do know, and I do know what Zili would do, and... I do not see how this does not end with me trying... To steal things from myself. <laughs> that would be a glorious moment, and I'll be here for this content. Um, so we will continue so with saying, I see your hesitation. You, you might have thought that I implied that the orb be stolen. I did not use the S word. 
for this. <laughs> Bargaining is certainly one of your skills. You did, in fact, convince a red dragon to stop attacking Plantain. So bargaining is, in fact, one of your skill points. But let me propose a different favor, one that takes you in a, a slightly different direction, perhaps morally as well as geographically. So there is a there is a wizard tower, and oh no, <laughs> there's actually there's actually a lot of wizard towers, but there's one in particular, and. Most wizard towers are very well staffed, a lot of trained professionals. I'm not into the arcane arts myself, but I see their draw. I see the interest. You are, in fact, quite skilled in them. And as you might be aware, sometimes magic has a way of leaking, of seeping through the seams and impermeating things that perhaps weren't meant to be enchanted at first, but accidents happen. This particular wizard tower has, for want of a better word, it's gone feral. And I see. Yes, it, it's become a danger to pretty much everything around it for reasons that, well, I might have an unlimited supply of potions that take years off my life, but I don't have the time to go through the whole life story of the tower. Bottom line is, this tower can be subdued again with considerable effort and then it will need to be continuously kept in line sort of like a feral dog again very poor terminology whoever accomplishes this would be able to understand what i'm trying to say and understand how these words don't fit but would probably also not be able to explain it well or one could remove the cause of this from the tower to cut out its heart so to speak not literally. It doesn't have a beating heart. That would probably be very gross. Yes. Um, I'm glad it doesn't literally have a beating heart. No, no. It's actually a piece of machinery that wasn't actually attached to anything in the tower, which is quite strange. But in essence, it is powering the tower and is the cause of its semi-sentience and the ability it has to conjure, summon, do things troublesome. Uh, it's. I don't suppose you've ever heard of the Infernal Machine of Lum the Mad, have you? Should I roll... I will happily allow Arcana? you to roll a History or Arcana check. 27. Arcana. Okay, you've heard of it. Um, You know that half the stories told of it are probably totally made up. Like, there's the Arthurian legend, and then there's all of the stories that were inspired by Arthurian legends... And then there's stuff that was inspired by the stuff that was inspired by. So there's a lot of tales about the Infernal Machine of Lum the Mad. Um, fully constructed, it was a machine that could do a wide variety of things, including essentially limited wishes. There's a reason why the guy who controlled it was called Lum the Mad. It is no longer in one piece. It will probably never be in one piece again. And the same people who know anything about the Infernal Machine of Lum the Mad are very happy about this. I... I know that it's very dangerous and subject to more rumors than a vorpal sword. Yes. Well, there is a small piece of it in the heart of the tower. You remove that from the tower, in theory, everything goes back to the way it should be. You bring me the heart, I give you a potion. I see. Or an orb of dragon control. I'll... I'm happy with either. I have to talk to the others, of course. 
Oh, certainly, I wouldn't expect you to agree right here without consulting your friends. In particular, your friend Mazir might be keen to make a decision on which of these options you select. Um, one way or the other, I don't know. I don't have a firm read on her all the time. But she knows the tower. It goes by, it's gone by many names over the years, but currently it's referred to as Castle Kavrin. Oh, I see. She may or may not want to go home, and I understand that immensely. Well, thank you. I'll speak with them. You are quite welcome. Uh, you'll know where to find me. I'll be helping to rebuild my favorite performance location. All right. And he walks off, and Bryn has been given a quest. Mm -hmm. And the, the cursor is by the accept button, but has not clicked on it. <laughs> it's a group quest, so you've got to form so... your party. Bryn is going to go and collect the others and relay pretty much all of that. <laughs> <laughs> so, out of character, talking about a totally different campaign, the current kobold game, the ship's helm that was created that allows them to go into space Pelljammer style, the technology for that helm was derived from a different component of the Infernal Machine of Lum the Mad. So there's now two components of the Infernal Machine that are canonically in my campaigns. And one of them is currently in the possession of one Fiddle Punch Iron Wrench. And in space. Well, no, he built the helm based on the technology. He didn't give them an uh, Infernal component. Gotcha. He's, he's not installing a device that can change the flow of time into a ship that is piloted on occasion by Chroma. <laughs> Also, out of character, several more of the pieces of the Infernal Machine are somewhere in the uh, the vast multiverse controlled by a Sith and a fallen Jedi. <laughs> I think that might be a different <laughs> Infernal Machine. <but> sure. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. So the rest of the party has heard this tale. Is this happening before or after our long rest? It's happening after. Okay. I imagine Ellie was finishing some light reading of the Book of Doom at the time that Bryn storms in and says whatever most um, whatever Bryn chooses to say. I'm not going to play Bryn. <laughs> so Mo showed up, and we have a bit more information, and he's offering us. Another bargain. When I'm not sure, I can bear to entirely refuse. And then Bren is going to start explaining. Uh, yeah, sorry. Um, I'm a little out of it. To be fair, I would be too after a conversation like that. <laughs> so does Bren relay her information about the machine of Blum the Mad? Yes. Okay. So I don't have to roll necessarily any separately. I can re rely on what you've told me. Um... As far as Ulfgar is concerned, I mean, you know, benefiting the potion, benefiting um, Sanctimonious. Uh, he doesn't care one way or the other. That's between Mo and Sanctimonious, obviously, as far as he's concerned. But you know, exploring this Mage's Tower, he's all for it, uh, especially if it is being in danger. You know, neutralizing that danger is something he'd be up for. Uh, Mazir reads out loud from the book. An ancient tower is unbound, conjuring defenses to keep away those it deems unworthy. An old man's journey nears its end. Bargains made will lead to a destination he finds unpleasant. 
Bargains made. Bargains made, M-A-D-E. Ah. Will lead to a destination he finds unpleasant. Aren't we always doing bargains for people? Why don't the people do bargains for us? Because we're the adventurers? I know, I know, but uh, we always get ourselves in these crazy predicaments. Well, I can't hire anyone. I don't have any money. <laughs> I wonder if we could do some adventuring for someone else. Just just throwing it out there. But anywhere you go, guys go, I would go with you. Yeah, Ulfgar well, doesn't really have any solid future plans. Uh, his biggest worry was the, you know, the tower, the mage tower, and that seems to be temporarily resolved um, for now. <laughs> I mean, metagaming, if you went to Coomridge, there's a chance that you'd meet Ari because Ari would definitely know you were there. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, Coomridge, we could go back there. I would love that. But, you have a whole you know, scene where Ulfgar the- and Ari just geek out about wizard stuff for an hour and a yeah. half. Yeah, or longer. <laughs> see you guys in yeah. about a week. A, you know, an hour and a half of in-game time, <laughs> uh, of of actual playing Wait. the podcast time. I'd be here for this content. <laughs> yeah, that would be fun. But we should talk <laughs> to Sanctimonious. We should ask if he wants forty years of his life back. But if my tower is causing problems, then I need to go deal with it. Yes, I'll help. But I don't think we should try to spring this on Sanctimonious. No, of course not. Someone who isn't me should go and talk to Sanctimonious. All right. Uh, Bryn and Ulfgar, he seems to like you. Well, I'm a straight shooter. Study a little more. Yeah, I'm a straight shooter. I'll tell him like it is. And look, this is the deal he's offering you. Uh, It ain't my thing, but it might be your thing. That seems the best approach. Let's go find him. Okay. Um, so you find Sanctimonious. At this point, I'm not RPing a whole lot of travel between Sandstone yeah. and Plantain. Yeah. Because you're Assuming level 10. Elfgar can do it. <laughs> you're, yeah. you're level... And Elfgar has the spell. <laughs> not only are you level 10, which means you don't need to ask for permission or beg for forgiveness <laughs> when it comes to teleportation circles, you will also have an in with the governments of both Plantain and sandstone. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, so, I need a little favor. Oh, sure. Anything you need. <laughs> I need a bus ticket. Yeah, I need a Well, in this case, a little a little of this, a little of that, and some magical components, and we will be out of your hair for a little while. Yeah, that's the ticket. <laughs> so with, with the catastrophe of Red Dragon Apocalypse now finished, and I chose those words <laughs> carefully. <laughs> Sanctimonious has gone back to his tower, so that is where you find him. That is that would be reasonable. Sanctimonious? Yes. We um ran into someone you know. By the way, in my head canon, how this is happening is as soon as you show up at Sanctimonious's door, he invites you in and immediately makes some tea. Uh, uh... So he is pouring the tea. For you and himself and anyone else who's there. Who else is there, by the way? Oh, Ulfgar would go. Okay. Not that he's going to be all that. I, not that he's good at social challenges, but. <laughs> I would go just to be, just to say I would go. Okay. But I could, I could see Mazir kind of be like, uh, yeah, you, you guys go ahead. I'll be right back. <laughs> he, he does offer Irish coffee to Eric if he wants it. <laughs> Yay. I, um, we, we ran into Mo. Okay, so Sanctimonious spills a little bit of the tea that he is pouring for Bryn at the moment. Oh, sorry. 
Um, it's all right. Prestidigitation. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he sets the tea um, kettle down. So, based on your hesitation, I'm assuming, as the DM tries to get back into the character voice for <laughs> Sanctimonious, it has been quite some time. <clears throat> I am assuming that Mo revealed some sensitive information. Yes. What did he tell you? That he hired you to find the gem and bring it back to him. He's quiet for a moment, and I have to actually say that because when I'm editing these, I tell it to truncate silence, so anytime I'm just silent, it cuts it out. So he's silent for a moment, and he looks down at his tea, thinks about the two cubes of sugar that he's put in there, and then he goes and he puts three more in. Yes, yes, he did do that, and I did a horrible job of completing the mission, didn't I? It, the gem, did get destroyed in the end, and I don't think... I don't think anyone can expect you to feel guilty over being hurt you, by it. I was very young and very foolish. My family, the Long family, has a long history, and I am aware that it's a very heavy-handed pun. But when your father tells you it often enough, you feel the need to repeat it at least once in your life. Of being, shall we say, freelancers. If someone needed... A wizard to create a magical item, or a sorcerer to put down some type of assault on a homestead somewhere. We were quite happy to help, for a price. My family had done some business dealings with Mo in the past, and this was my first job. My first solo job ever, in fact. And also my last. I probably should have told you, but... At the time you won me my freedom, I was so sick of that thing that there was no price Mo would be able to pay to get me to deliver it to him. I don't even know why he wanted it. He never said. I, I don't know if that's why he wanted it at the time, but he seemed quite happy that it was gone. Well, good on him. Only took 45 and years to get it done. I... Suppose that he can't decide whether he feels more guilty or more, um, well, mercenary. He says, he says he has a potion that could restore the physical time you lost. Oh, I have no doubt he does. He's done business with five generations of my family, including me. But I also know those things don't come cheap. If I sold everything in my tower that I have left, I might have a down payment. He, um, he's offered that if we do one of a couple particular jobs for him, he'll give us a potion. He raises an eyebrow. How many armies is he asking you to defeat? <laughs> I think he does feel quite bad about what happened. That does make two of us. And I'm realizing I'm sorry. I, other people are here, and I took over the conversation. So um. you're well, doing fine, as far as Ulfgar is concerned. <laughs> He's not uh, a charisma person. <laughs> and Eric is thinking there's nothing here to hit. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, as soon as we, I find something to swing at, I will be happy. <laughs> Suddenly, a bunch of bugbears rush into the room and tear off some of the Ulfgar's kind of along that same boat. You know, he's like, he, he's got a charisma of 10 and no training in any social skill whatsoever. 
He's here to back you up if you basically to be a moral or not even moral, like I guess moral support. <laughs> this is this is all you, friend. We got you. Yep. Yeah. But every now and then they, they lean in to the frame like a hype man. Yeah. Like Yeah. What she said. We have concerned looks uh-huh. on our faces and, and yeah, yes. We're all in agreement here. <laughs> Eric might occasionally be by the door wearing sunglasses and putting a, a hand up to his ear. <laughs> um, so um, Bryn is going to explain what's going on. Well, we've actually been playing for almost an hour, so what do you say we take a short break, everyone? Sounds good. Okay, it we'll works. be right back. Okay, so we have wrong finished. button. <laughs> <laughs> Never not funny. Put the mushroom down. Never not funny. So, with all that said, we have what the heck have some has someone added to the chat? I'm gonna have to look at that later. Uh, we have done all the planning and adventuring already off camera, so it's all done. So, thank you everyone for coming. Oh wait, no, no, we should probably let people. We are lovers. <laughs> well, no, that, yeah, you all leveled up to level eight. Congratulations! Make sure your character sheets all whoa, level eight whoa, now. Whoa, whoa. Slow down. <laughs> Time travel was involved. Remember that potion? That potion would take, would no take good, forty no years off your age. It also takes off two levels. <laughs> okay. With that said, um, your party had an off-camera discussion, and have you come to a conclusion about where you're going to go? Nah. Yes, I believe we have decided that the tower represents a greater danger to those around it than the orb in Coomridge. So we will go to Kavrin, or I'm sorry, Kavin. Call it my dwarven accent. However, this is me saying this out of character. I believe that Bryn hadn't finished convincing Sanctimonious yet. Ah, okay. Well, Sanctimonious isn't going with you one way or the other. Um, well, that's right. We we stopped like partway through that or yeah. close to the end of it. Um, so to turn back the clock a little bit before we spread it forward again. Um, well, like I said, Mo did business with my family for five generations. He wouldn't be sending you somewhere where he expects you to die. I cannot ask you to do this for me. You know that. You don't need to ask. He pats Burns' hand. <laughs> I know. I've come a long way from... Me being used as furniture. I hope Bryn I'm looks at Eric. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Eric's the one who... Oh, yeah. Sanctimonious is looking yeah. directly into Eric's eyes when he says that. I, I don't look at me. I have no idea what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I just hope I'm worth it. Oh, don't worry. You are. We over the years, we've grown fond of your crazy self. That makes one of us. <laughs> I've never done something successful on my own in my entire life. That thought has not just occurred to me. I've been thinking it for the past five years. But I'm very glad to know all of you. And we you, my friend. He raises his tear cup. Uh, tear cup, yeah, teacup. Oh, no. Oh, no. There might be a single tear welling up in one of his eyes. I hold up mine. 
There's a little I, ding. Look, if if I hadn't met the rest of the party, I probably would have ended up getting myself killed. Probably trying to fight Seelan again. I mean, not again, again, because I never fought him. I just tried to poison his coffee. <sighs> tried to? You did an excellent job of it. You just didn't use enough, that's all. He and I get along quite well. He's told me stories about you. Oh, um... My word, this tea should not be crunching. Why didn't any of you stop me from putting these sugar cubes in? Every time he paused, he he tried to hide the pause by taking a moment to put sugar in his tea. And at no point did he think, that's enough. (laughs) Until just now, when he's taking his first sip. Eric giggles loudly. I just assume that's how all those humans take their tea. Not all of us. And not this human. He, he goes and pours the tea out and gets himself a fresh cup. The tea slides out of the cup, actually. It doesn't pour. <laughs> it's like wet sand. Well, as much as I enjoy your company, I don't think your intention is to spend the rest of the day with an old... What mission will you be going on? We haven't quite decided that yet. What choices were you given? I thought I explained that off the oh. screen. Okay, so let's say you've gone over them because we don't need to repeat the missions like five times in the same recording. Well, I haven't heard anything about an orb of dragon control in Coombridge, but Coombridge is known in many circles for having a ruling family that is also made of a long line of spellcasters, mostly wizards, every now and then a sorcerer in there. It could be a very simple mission. If they're willing to bargain for it and you have something you're willing to give them in exchange, they might be altruistic about it. If it's in the possession of the Eater's family, I would not be surprised. They are very generous. That nation's been through a lot. There's a few other high-level spellcasters that happen to have taken residence there, too. Not all of them human. Not all of them close to looking like human, from what I've heard. Could be simple, could be not. This tower business. I've never heard of castle. I've heard of a Baroness Kavrim. But never a castle. Wizard towers can be dangerous. This one notwithstanding. My family took precaution. If what you've told me is true, and I've had no reason to doubt it, you might very well walk in there and never come out again. Going to Coombridge and bargaining, that seems like the safe bet. If Mo is truly wanting to remove the dragon orb from play, and not just trying to collect all, however many of them there are, to gain a wish spell from a giant celestial dragon... Not that I know anything about that. That was an out-character context. Never mind. <laughs> Pretend I didn't say it. Then my money's on Kumrid as the better me. Going into a wizard tower, that scares me. And he looks over at Eric again. But I have a feeling that's exactly where you're going to go. Well, the wind takes us, my friend. The wind could be taking you in more than one location. But you, my friend, are probably going to go in the way that leads to you cutting things into smaller pieces. If it comes to that, well, you're ready. Archbeth is saying Eric has a halo. <laughs> <laughs> well, just do your best to keep them safe. Some of them like to walk in into combat and make a bargain instead of drawing a sword and a shield when they should. There's a knock at the window. It's Fahim. <laughs> no, it's the other person with boots of spider climbing. So I appreciate that in the last session, which went off the rails multiple times, Fahim decided to stand on the ceiling to assert dominance, just throwing that out there. Uh-huh. And it worked. Well, who could it be on this floor? 
Well, we're only three stories up. It's probably Mazir. He goes over to the window and opens it. Thank you. Mazir climbs through. You know, we have a door at the ground floor. This way is more fun. I'm sure. Besides, I got a little eavesdropping in. It's useful to keep my hand in. I apologize for not being here earlier. I had business to attend to. But as for the tower, I am Baroness Kevrine, and the tower will answer to me. In all fairness, I think you might have a fighting chance at that. My grandfather subdued it once. I can do it again. But thank you for your faith. You know it probably won't go down the same way it did for your grandfather. Oh, no. In fact, if I know anything about Mage Towers, it wants revenge. It might. But... It might not even remember him. I have faith, too. Magic is organized chaos. There's rules to it, but the rules change. It's not like physics, these newfangled sciences. There are things that have been made, that gem that you've destroyed recently, that can't be made anymore because the rules for making them are different. By all accounts, they've changed five times. There's rumors that there'll be a sixth edition, but Wizards of the Coast isn't saying anything about it yet. (laughs) I guess they can't divine that far. (laughs) Don't assume anything you've heard about this tower is still true. I haven't been there since before I can remember, but I'm arrogant enough to believe that I can, <laughs> especially when it's putting people in danger. Just remember, if I have any advice to order is the opposite. If you're going to defeat a creation of uncontrolled magic, use logic. Any other advice would be irrelevant until I knew more about the situation. And if you find out exactly where that heart is, I would recommend cutting it out. Whether or not you end up giving it to Mo, don't let it happen. Thank you, Sanctimonious. Well, I'm an old man. I'm very good at spouting out advice whether or not it's any use. We'll see how long that lasts. Indeed. I'm still not sure this is a good idea. When has anything we have done ever been a good idea? I'm a bit concerned. I'm probably having an episode because I'm having a hard time remembering an example of a good idea. Um... But I'm sure you've made one of them. Not crashing this tower into the ground? It was a rhetorical question. Oh. Yeah, it Let's... took a while to think of an example, though. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Let's on our way. Cindy in chat, adventurers are engines that turn bad decisions into gold and magic items. It's true. Yeah, it's a fair cop. That's what we do. Well, if it's anything like most wizard towers, you manage to subdue it one way or the other, you won't have to worry about an income for quite some time. Oh, I know. How do you think I got them to agree to coming along? Not by saying that, I assure you. <laughs> no, for as Take much as you tried to convince us otherwise, we trust you. Take care of yourself, Sanctimonia. We'll be back as soon as we can. You do if we're lucky, we'll have a special potion for you. Hopefully it won't have too much sugar. <laughs> okay. So, you say your awkward goodbyes. There might or might not be hugs involved. Just saying. <laughs> Hugs may have occurred. Um, some hugs might have required a spell slot to be expended. Uh, and you, if I remember correctly, your plan was to take a teleportation circle to Ansel's place. Yes. Yes. Ansel. It is Indeed. the closest place we have to uh, Castle Cavern. Yes, Ansel. To Bar- the teleportation yeah. circle. Dun, 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 dun. Ah. <laughs> it, okay, so there, there's a picture of... In this case, I'm going to say Ulfgar's face, and yes. it's spinning, and everything zooms in, then it zooms out again, and you're all standing in the circle. 
in the middle of the Barony of Bardia, which is currently um, ruled by Ansel Bardia, the formerly betrothed, betrothed, if I can speak properly, it's the end of the day, to Mazir. But they're on a break, uh, mostly because they were engaged when they were little babies and they decided that it, it, it wasn't them, it was their parents. It was their parents' problem, and they were not dealing with that. Yes. Neither of them believes in arranged marriages. Also, there's a wizard around here that Ulfgar knows. Yeah. Yep. Yes, there is. The DM is blanking on her name entirely. Uh, Astari Amakir? I have to double-check my notes. It's been a while since you were here, so I've got to scroll quite some way to find... She showed up at uh, the orc battle, though, didn't she? Yes, she did. She did. Astari sounds right. Yeah, Astari. I was, it was an E instead of an A. I was yes. close. I was very ah. close. Uh, there is an A. It's in her last name. Yeah. Amakir. It's Amakir. Yeah. yeah. And she's an elf. Mm-hmm. We don't hold that against her. Yep. They were classmates at the academy. And it just so happens that after she graduated, she got a job working for Ansel. And most elves would not take a job in the baronies, no matter how well it paid, because... Most of the baronies are very, very racist and also very, very polluted. But Ansel is a druid, and he's done a very good job of cleaning up his particular barony. Um, he's turned a large portion of it into forest, including the capital city, which um, 15 years ago, there was a bit of a problem where a large portion of it sort of kind of got invaded by uh, beings from the dark spaces between stars. <laughs> There may have been some problems with that. Um, oopsie. Um, but that problem was kind of sort of fixed, and in the ruins, up sprang a forest. So that was pretty nice. So you, of course, are able to go visit Ansel. I'm assuming you probably do. Yeah, he or, knows us. Or do you show up and say, well, we're in the area. We could say hi to our friends, but no. No, we'll stop. I mean, well, we know <clears throat> it, it wouldn't hurt to at least check with them to see if they know anything about Castle Kavreen. I mean, they're right maybe next they've door. Heard some rumors. Yeah, they, maybe they've heard some rumors. Um, can't hurt to at least check in and see what they know. Okay. Okay. So you check in on Ansel, and he is holding court in um, at the his usual area, which is a druidic grove, that there is still the ruined portal that used to take you to the Feywild. If you went through it, that might actually have been where the star spawn came through, which was an unpleasant experience. Ansel's the one who knocked it over. He was very upset about it at the time. It's worked out for the best, but Ansel still holds court there instead of in a palace. The palace kind of went away. He did not rebuild. Well, he's also a druid, so that makes sense for him to hold court in a grove. Yes, it does. It totally does. Um, and he's there, and he sees you walk in, and he goes, Oh, long time no see. How are you doing? We're not doing too bad. Had some little uh, misadventures with a red dragon. Uh, a lot of misadventures up in that plantain. Um, and we've gotten some rumors or heard some more. Um, there's a place nearby called Castle Cavern. I mean, Kavreen. Um, and that perhaps there might be something odd going on there. We thought, well, plantain is stable for now. Uh, we couldn't do any more damage, so we decided to seek someplace where we might be able to do some. Ulfgar, I'm not sure that was as reassuring as... Oh, did I say it wrong? 
to be fair, Bryn, if he had said it any other way, I would have heard it the way he actually said it just now. That seems fair. You're a ragtag band of adventurers. Yeah. And at the same time, we do need to retake my castle. Yes. It's doing harm to the people, and it's time to put a stop to that. And to the surrounding countryside. We've been accepting refugees for the past couple of weeks. This is news to me. I apologize. Yeah, they... the. I was going to say the locals, but technically you are a local, aren't you? The citizenry of Kavrim were trying to, for the most part, keep it quiet, particularly the de facto leadership, since you are out and about. And why am I speaking in sanctimonious? <laughs> I was one. <laughs> no. so, so here's the thing. It's late, and I've had a very stressful week, so I'm not always thinking clearly, which I suppose is a bit of a mood. <laughs> I, In fairness, I, you've you've got the four. <laughs> and also in fairness, I went grocery shopping today and I have never in oh. my life, and I'm saying this as someone who worked retail over a Christmas season in a mall, I have never in my life seen so many adult customers decide that rules were for other people. I am saying this during the COVID-19 lockdown crisis. There's your little spot on the bingo card for this episode. <laughs> and that's the only detail that I'm adding to this. And I'll let you fill in the blanks with your own imaginations. Now, with that said... We're D&D players. Our, our imaginations are pretty vivid. <laughs> no one rolled for initiative, but we got... Some people got close. Okay. So, yeah, we've been accepting refugees for the next, last couple of weeks. The de facto leadership there... We're trying to do a good job of keeping it quiet, and then they weren't around to keep it quiet anymore. Basically, oh, things no. yeah, things have been coming out of the tower. At first, it was just kept around the base of the tower. They mostly evacuated the buildings around it, but not all of them. At first, they would disappear after a few hours. Then it was after a couple days. There's some that haven't dissipated yet, so... Whatever they are, if they're summoned, the length of the summoning is lasting longer. They might be entirely magical constructs. I was actually trying to get together a group of people to investigate. Well, it's time for me to do my job. The last few weeks have been eye-opening. I'm sure they have. What support do you need? Has anybody... You've got... um... Refugees, you say. Perhaps talking to them may give us some clues about what to expect. Uh, I would also probably would like to, if we can arrange it, talk to Astali, uh, Asteri, uh, and see if we can see if perhaps she knows of anything about if she's investigated it from a distance or perhaps uh, has uh, perhaps detected any odd magical happenings and see what her thoughts are on it. So she's hanging out in the grove also because this is kind of her job. <laughs> so she just waves when you say, talk to her like, yo. Oh, oh whoops. <laughs> I don't have great perception. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, you probably see better if we uh, were underground. I, um, so uh, he will shuffle off to her. Uh, if the group wishes to listen in, that's up, up to them. Oh, no, uh, she's will been be walking over to you as soon as you mentioned her. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, he basically will check. He basically uh, bring up with her about the tower if she hasn't already known. 
Oh, no, uh, she heard the entire conversation. Okay. So have <laughs> so, you happened yeah. to have heard anything? Have you seen anything? Have you talked to any of the refugees? What do you know? Uh, well, Ansel covered the basics. So, yeah, we haven't sent anyone to examine the creatures that were coming out of the tower. It's a wide variety. It's not limited to one particular thing. In some cases, it's just like large forest creatures that... In some cases, they're just rampaging. In some cases, they act a bit more intelligent. Uh, there have been some reports of demons, but at the same time, there's also fey creatures and uh, aberrations. It, it varies. So, is, is there any way? There's, so, there's it is completely random. Uh, yes. Do we are we worried about any perhaps undead? There have been some of those also. Okay, I'd just like to know what we might need to prepare for. And it sounds like everything and anything. It's like a five-year-old made a list of every scary they'd ever heard. And all the bad things in those stories are coming out of the tower. Oh, dear. This is very bad. There is no good in this at all. Well, there's the possibility that none of them are actually the things that they're described as. If they're magical conjurations, they're just wisps of magical energy given form. That is, Which we could disrupt. That is something that Ansel was going to have me leading a party to go investigate. Well, we're here. And I am not upset by this. <laughs> You're the former soldier. I'm the bookworm. Well, if we have a little time, um, there might be a spell or two. If you have a, a day or so, I might need to copy. And perhaps we can, if you could spare a day or so. Uh, I may have learned some things that you might want access to, and you might have some things I may need access to, if you're willing to share. I don't have a problem with that, if no one else has a problem with it. Can we spare a day or two while I look over, while her and I share some spells, friends? That's fine, but eventually uh, I like to put a sword through thing. Uh, Oh, I don't doubt that that will be a problem. Yes, we can wait a day or two. All right. Okay. Well, as much as I'd like to end things on a cliffhanger, that's probably going to require uh, a bit more force feeding to get to that point with the plot currently as it is. Suddenly, a monster bursts into the room and realizes that you're outside in a grove, and therefore it hasn't burst into the room that you're in. And there's a high-level druid nearby who may get upset at that. (laughs) Canonically, he's never really been that high a level. When I introduced him, he was level one. Well, he's been 15, 20 years. I would hope he's gained a level or two. <laughs> he, he spent 15 years ruling a country. You don't spend a lot of time like pra- practicing druidy. Yeah, yeah you, you don't level up. To- On the other hand, he was part of the climatic battle versus the big bad from season one. You get a few XP from that. Yeah, just a, just a couple. Yes. He did help defeat an orcish army. So he was there, too, and so was so was Asteri. So yeah. we're going to hope that they have some access to things, and you know, at least Ulfgar can get a few spells scribed that may or may not help us. Okay. Nazir would like to spend some, to- some actual time with Ansel. Okay. Like, genuinely getting to know each other as people. As opposed to long-distance infant engagement. Right, exactly. <laughs> All righty. Um, okay, anyone else have a plan for what they're going to be doing over... Real lifetime the next week? In game time a couple days? Um, I don't know. Bryn will spend the two days finding a spot to pace back and forth vigorously. <laughs> Wringing her hands. <laughs> I'm going to find somewhere to work out. Somewhere to condition myself 
for the, the times we're going to have later. We come back to Eric. We find out he's chopped down half the forest. He just found one tree that he was going to practice against, but he cut it down. So he found another tree, and then he cut it down. So he found another tree. And, hey, this this smite thing works really well. Can we have a uh, can we have some sort of montage, please? That'd be good. <laughs> Gonna need a montage. That's right. Eric says, "Attack me, coward!" The tree says, mm. <laughs> uh, "Actually, considering who runs this country, if Eric yells, attack me, coward,' the tree might actually respond." Oh, <laughs> yes, no. You see this giant branch swing down. Tree or two around. <laughs> you, you have the the tree equivalent of a trebuchet. You see Eric flying through the air. <laughs> Arshbreath, yes, trebuchet. Trebuchet. <laughs> Absolutely. That's so that's, I think we are going to call it tonight. Thank you everyone for playing. Thank you everyone for listening tonight. I was joined by a bunch of awesome people, including but not limited to Arshbreath, Ellie, Eo, Jen, Matt, Eric, and Cindy. Let's do a few quick plugs. So looking through this list here, we've got Ellie who has a social network. Elik.xyz, that's E-L-E-K-K.xyz. It runs on Mastodon. So if you have a Mastodon account, there's a pretty good chance that you can follow a significant number of us. Our social network information is available on the cast page, which is listed in our show notes. We also have Eric, who has a Twitch stream, twitch.tv slash untamedsyn, that's S-Y-N. We also have Eo, whose mom writes books. You can get those books at elizabeth-mccoy.com. And we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Gaming. It's where I post the page recaps available for everyone to download as soon as I post them because they're page recaps. So page wants everyone to listen to them. No, no, no. You need to listen to it. it it's, page says hi. You need to listen to that. And you can join other illustrious patrons and help us keep the lights on there, including Chris, Cindy, Ellie, and Eric. And until next time, this is Crash saying, tea isn't supposed to crunch. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night. Goodbye. Good night.